Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is the Ocean Protect podcast. Talking about the issues that face our oceans and what we can do about it. Presented by Ocean Protect. Committed to change. What is the key message that you're hoping to communicate with this paper? We want to communicate that the noise in the ocean is an issue and human also have contributed to a shift in, in the soundscape, not only with the noise, as I said before, but also by changing the biophony and the geophony of the ocean. And we need to include noise as a pollutant in any sort of regulation or policy structure. One of the key things to say that was how much these, particularly the, I guess the mammals, the marine mammals, are actually significantly impacted by the existing noise pollution, recognising that it actually may get, well, will will actually get worse if we take this business-as-usual approach. Yeah, totally. And it's not only the marine mammals, but um, they've been... You know, they're quite charismatic animals, so there's been more research on the marine mammals. And yes, they are affected. Uh, the behavior is affected, but it's also physiological, sometimes survival. The anthropogenic noise can really interfere with the natural auditory signal processing. So we call this masking. So effectively, you reduce the communication space of the animals uh, present in an area. And Masking signals from, you know, if it's from other animals or environmental cues uh, can have a very detrimental effect. For example, that could mask the presence of prey or predators, and that Mm. may result in loss of social cohesion, missed opportunities for feeding, uh, failure Mm. to avoid a predator. And yes, so in, in, all in all, the noise has been reported to disrupt feeding, traveling, socializing, resting behaviors in, in marine mammals. So pretty much every aspect of their life uh, is significantly impacted by noise pollution. So again, their ability to avoid predators, their ability to find prey, their ability to mm-hmm. find mates. I guess generally, like a noisy environment is a, is a more stressful environment as well. Yeah, totally. Uh, stress is something that is very hard to measure. Just by looking at the results, you know, looking at the results, like if a fish is able to catch a prey or defend itself towards a predator, we can kind of measure the, the impact of this noise. 
But I guess there's a, there's a good news story to this paper as well in that noise pollution isn't one of those pollutants that will actually, I guess, accumulate and be retained within the environment forever. So it's not like, say, plastics, which if it goes into the ocean, it basically will stay in the ocean for a very, very long time and get worse and worse and worse, whereas noise, you can literally switch it off and it goes away. Exactly. And that's that's also that's a positive message in all this. Noise is yeah. a point source by nature. It's actionable. It's not, as you said, it's not it's uh, not persistent in the environment once sources are removed. Consequently, it's it's actually fairly easy to act. Yeah, we think, and it also can have immediate positive effects. You know, it's not like, like climate change. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that that is definitely the positive message we also want to share here. Yeah, we think that. Yeah, the, the key is um, international cooperation and um, work on the legislative actions. Yeah, and the paper refers to a very interesting, uh, I guess, analysis on uh, of, I guess, the COVID lockdown. So there's, there's a stat which I found fascinating with during uh, COVID shutdowns, we, uh, there's a reference to confinement of about 58% of the global population so during that sort of COVID lockdown period, how have we seen the, the soundscapes of the ocean change? That's a good point. It definitely would have changed. Uh, unfortunately, like myself, like uh, a lot of people, I was confined as well, so I could not go out there <laughs> and, and record as I would have wanted. But there have been because of more animals coming on the coast, like more more of these big animals like um, marine mammals and sharks coming towards the coast. And I believe that could be a, a direct consequence of less boat out there, less shipping noise. Mm. And, yeah, I mean, there's, there's been more record, on, again, in, in the terrestrial environment where the birds are singing, uh, you know, all day long and they, they were quite happy that there's not this um, background in, um, in traffic noise. So we could we could really expect the same happening in the ocean. Mm. And, and so before we dive into some potential future solutions, so are there any are there any sort of governing policies already in place around mitigating noise pollution in our oceans? No, not a lot. Um, definitely nothing that is legislative based. Anyway, so it's all voluntary. Yes, exactly. It's all voluntary, and yeah, this is why I think I think. Again, the, the solutions are fairly easy and there are technological solutions already there and that can be implemented. So you just need the incentive and either it has to be by the law or it has to be economic. And I think we can make that happen. So what are the key solutions and what changes are you advocating for? It's specific to the source of noise, but for example, they've seen by... For, for the shipping noise, by changing the engine, making the hull more um, hydrodynamic, you can decrease the noise of a ship by, you know, three, six decibels, which is a lot. And, and that means also more efficacy uh, with the fuel and everything. So it's also an economically interesting for people to implement these changes. So that's one example for a lot of noise comes from the construction of um, offshore wind farms, you know, they do pile driving mm. and they can arrange some, they call bubble curtains around the construction 
site and these bubbles are going to absorb most of the low frequency noise coming from the pile wiring. So that's also a solution. There is a lot of yeah, new technology like that that can be implemented. Are they the two key sources we're talking about? So shipping, traffic and offshore construction? That's two of the most important one. Uh, let's not forget uh, seismic surveys. Yep. So that's how companies look for oil and gas in the, in the sediment and the water. And they use big air guns at the moment. That's just a big blast. And to see how the sound is behaving on, on the sediment. And that's uh, very loud. So a way to avoid that, they're developing now a technology called vibroesis, I think it's called, where it's actually more based on the vibration rather than the loud sound. So that's hopefully the future for our seismic surveys. Right. Is there anything else Anything else we need to do as well? Because they, they seem like three pretty easy wins. I know that they involve sort of technological changes, uh, but technology that we actually do already have available. So that's there's three, for my mind, reasonably easy wins. You're right. I think they're, they're the main worries. Of of course, you, you've got all sorts of sources for, for sound that you can work on, but I think they're the main ones. And um, there was this study saying that actually it's mainly only 15% of boats that are responsible for most of the noise mm. in the ocean. So, you know, it's those big shipping vessels. And that means that, yeah, that's that's if it's only this fifteen percent that we have to change, then it's even easier. So just to confirm, us sort of beachgoers and guys on their boats and and jet skiing, etc., are they only a, a fairly small contributor to the noise pollution in our marine environment? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The the traffic on the coast is important. It's a source of noise pollution, but in shallow waters, the sound is absorbed quicker than in deep water and oh, usually yeah. that means that the, the big ship with, with the big you know the big routes uh, the big traffic routes in the ocean these are the ones where big boats doing a lot of noise the noise can also get stuck in like deep channels and travel even further than it would so i think that's what we're talking about yeah that's fascinating, to be honest, and, and obviously a good use. Sorry, I don't think we're going to get be in a situation where we're down the beach and, and there'll be a sign saying, hey, keep your noise levels down because there's fish just going for a swim nearby. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's also, you know, just speed is a, a massive – if, if yeah. you drive a boat on a plane, it's less noisy than if you drive it not on a plane, for example. So these kind of things can, can be changed, you know, regulate the speed of, of motorboats. What's the sort of, I guess, next step? So you guys have published this paper. It outlines the, the fact that noise pollution is a major problem and, uh, and there are readily available solutions to actually address this problem. So what, what's yeah. the next step? So I think the next step has to be a um, more legislative one and maybe writing an article summarizing the, um, the frameworks that we could use to include mm. noise in the law uh, internationally. Is probably the next step. That's less my uh, expertise, I guess, because I'm not a lawyer at all. But we had some in the in the group of 25 scientists. We had some experts to help us with that aspect. 
apologies if you can't answer this question, but I guess that was my next question in terms of is it international law we're talking about? Is a is a country by country? So, for example, I'm in Australia. Can Australia yeah. specify their own rules and re- requirements around you know offshore construction? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. It's it's. I think it's both. You know, we're talking international with uh, big frameworks like uh, United Nations frameworks. As I said, I'm not an expert. I can't remember all yeah. the name of the, of these of these yeah, structures. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's also local. And yeah, in the you know when you go back with your boat in the harbor, you have to abide by the law and go less than six knots or whatever it is. So it could be also something like that. Yeah. And I guess it, just to put things in perspective, like how does uh, – uh, that's one thing I'm trying to get my head around is how does noise pollution compare as a pressure on ocean health relative to, say, water pollution and climate change and overfishing and that, those sort of threats? Is it, is it up there? Yeah, it's, it, that's a difficult question to answer. Yeah. And I don't think we know exactly. It's hard to compare. Mm. To us, it's just an added one. And that's why it has to be addressed when you talk about cumulative pollution. It has to be in there. But as we discussed before, it's actually something we can sort because as there are available solutions, it is in a way depressive that it's yet another source of pollution. But at the same time, we can reduce underwater noise. We know how to do it. And there is strong evidence that if we do it, then the environment will benefit from it. Yeah. So in a way, that makes it easy. Yeah, look, uh, with that, prior to your paper, I had absolutely never really even considered noise as a, as a, as a potential threat. Mm. And if you were sort of be indicating that it's, yeah, it might, it's hard to compare, but it's sort of in the same breath of all those other pressures that impact our, the health of our oceans. But from my perspective, the overwhelming uh, message is it's actually a really good news story. We know that if we essentially address noise pollution and I guess focus on these three key pressures, the big ships, the offshore construction and the sort of uh, offshore exploration for oil and gas, mm-hmm. we can make a significant improvement to the health of our oceans. And I, I think that's an amazing message. So you've probably got a whole bunch of listeners of the Ocean Tech podcast all fired up and enthusiastic of actually jumping on the fight noise pollution bandwagon. So how could actually people, I guess, support your cause and get this issue addressed and mitigated? I think that one of the main problems was that although there there is strong evidence that was not talked about and why, so, so I guess one of the solutions is just to talk about it, mm. talk about it around you, but also, you know, to your MPs or because politics and public, and I, I think pressure mm. is what will make it change. So I think it's, yeah, it's good. It's good that you invited me to this podcast. It's yes. great. Uh, we just have to, to share the knowledge, it's fairly urgent in the way that the ocean are getting, you know, we are, we are, it's, it's the blue, it's a time of blue economy. We are really mm. investing a lot. There is a lot of investments in the ocean activities. I'm thinking about deep sea mining right now, which is going to boom soon. So before all this is implemented, we would hope that noise would be one of the key issue that industries would have to consider before going out there in the ocean and do the thing. To quote the great Jim Carrey, I don't believe in hope. Hope is a beggar. 
I believe in faith. Faith leaps over the fire. So I, I have faith that noise mm. pollution will be a, a key issue that will get attention and be appropriately addressed. And, and like I said, like the, our, our marine species are under so much pressure as it is, but this is certainly one area that I think we can actually provide a, a very significant and relatively easy helping hand in. So uh, I think in that regard, I think it's a, a fantastic new story. And yeah, look, I, I certainly take my hat off to you guys for actually developing this paper and actually communicating it to, I guess, the public, which I have seen in, in a few various news articles and, and obviously uh, coming on our uh, Little Ocean Protect podcast and actually talking about this. So uh, thank you so much for that uh, that research. And I guess so um, next step, you're saying you're developing a, an appropriate sort of framework to actually communicate that to the policymakers, the world of, of actually how to address this noise pollution issue. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, you know, for giving giving us the opportunity to share even more, you know, on, on air, I want to say. And yes, the, the next step is to to have the experts in marine policy work on how is the best way to put this issue in, in, in the law. Mm. And so it, uh, we might we might try and land this plane. So if, if people are interested in sort of finding out more about you and your and your research, how's the best way to for people to contact you? Yeah, you can go on my website, which is lucillechapu.com. And I would also invite people to go check out the DOSITS website, D-O-S-I-T-S dot org. It's full of information about underwater sounds and there is a lot of examples of these amazing vocal, you know, chats that these animals have in them. So I would advise that. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on our show and well done on your awesome research. Thank you very much, Brad. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Ocean Protect podcast. If you'd like to find out more about us and what we do, check us out at oceanprotect.com.au.